0: She's passionate about the truth of God's Word, and will tell you like it is. Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith.
1: It's your girl, Autumn Miles. Welcome to a really fun episode of the Autumn Miles Show. Let me tell you, I'm so excited about this episode. We get a lot of questions, you guys, like a lot. Like I know that I do one per episode, but we actually get lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of questions from you guys. And they're all so good. It's hard for me to decide and just the team to decide which one are the best. And we try to, we try to pick those out, but there has been so many amazing questions coming in that we have decided to make a whole show of like hardcore questions that y'all have out there. So I am going to answer actual questions from you. Now, they could have been sent in like a paragraph. They could have been sent in like a sentence or whatever. But um, I am going to be answering actual questions from you guys today. That is coming up after the break. Cassie is going to join us, a.k.a. Cassandra. uh, And she is going to, you know, ask me the questions and and all that. So it's going to be fun after the break. Um, Just a couple orders of just really quick business. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. go hit the little subscribe, make sure you're getting it every week. We know that there's faithful listeners out there and we also put this on social media like a lot, but as we all know, everything is stirring and changing and um, you know, a lot of people, we have heard from a lot of people, I'm not seeing your post, or I'm seeing them sporadically or whatever. And my social feeds are like from everyone I don't even follow right now. So we know everything is changing. Don't rely on the post, although we will be posting. Go ahead and hit subscribe, especially for all of our our ones that just never miss a podcast. We they drop every Tuesday. Um, actually I actually think you can get them on Monday nights, but we actually promote them on Tuesdays. So I go to that. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Come be a part of our family. This is a family that we have, a family environment. Um, you know, I'm like, you know, your best friend, you know, your virtual best friend. So love you guys so much. Okay, before we get to the questions, I have to tell you real quick what's happening in my life because it is amazing. My son, Moses Miles, turned seven on Sunday, okay? And let me tell you, we have typically had their parties, Moses and Haven's parties together because they're nine weeks apart. And to be honest, before now, they kind of like the same thing. But, um, (laughs) you know, I was like, have a circus, have a circus birthday. And it's like, awesome. A circus. Okay, let me just get an elephant and bring it to the house. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of they were kind of into the same thing at seven They couldn't be more not into the same thing. So we took my son and he had like 20 friends-ish show up to his party and they had like a blast at his little, I don't even know what these things are, Orbeez. I don't don't even know. Cassie had to tell me 17 times what they were. I still don't really understand what they are. They said they were like tiny little things that you soak in water and then you shoot from a gun. But you know what? They weren't wet. So I don't really, it makes zero sense to me. Anyway, he had an awesome party. He is now seven. And it was so amazing that that same day, we got a letter from our church. And you know, you get a letter from the church, typically you're like, oh, this is fundraising. It was not. It was um, to the parents of Moses Miles. And then that made me a little nervous because I'm like, what are they going to say? Ah. Uh, anyways, we opened up the letter and in the letter it said, you know, to the parents of Moses Miles, we just want to inform you that Moses made a decision to follow Jesus and he gave his life to Christ. And I, first of all, i absolutely love the fact that the church sent us a letter it was so precious and they like actually they they outlined like what it means to give your heart to christ to become a believer you know the death burial resurrection the whole thing um jesus's sacrifice forgiveness of sins everything they went through the whole thing which was awesome and so we get this letter and i'm like moses come here talk to me of course he didn't tell us So he comes and he sits down and he talks to us. And I said, Moses, we just got this letter from church. Did you ask Jesus to come into your heart? And he said, yes, I did. And I said, awesome. Well, what was that like? He said, actually, I did it three times. So my little man has asked Jesus to come into his life three times. Now I know biblically you only have to do it once, but he's six, seven. He's seven now. Um, he just wanted to make extra sure that he was going to heaven. And so um I just thought that was so precious. The faith of a child. I I have I have asked for the faith of a child. Us us grown ups mess up faith too much because we complicate it. There is a purity and a beauty in the faith of a child believing that Jesus loves them so much that he died for them on the cross. So it was a precious little conversation. I loved it when I was like, "Did you ask Jesus to come into your to your life?" And and he said, "Yes. I did it 3 times." <laughs> It was really, really cute. So anyway, that's what's going on in my life. I love that kid so much. I, it hurts. It hurts my heart. I just love him so much. Right after the break, we're going to have a um, Q&A. We're going to um, have Cassie come on. So I'll see you just in a second. Don't go anywhere. Or we could be answering your question. We'll be back
0: with more from
2: Autumn right after this. What do you do when you can relate more to Jezebel, Rahab, or Eve than Esther or Mary? To her shock, author Autumn Miles discovered most of the heroes of the Bible were plagued with the same problem. They were ordinary people who sinned deeply, but God's love, mercy, and truth proved greater. In her book, I Am Rahab, Autumn provides a better understanding of God with a focus on the breadth of his reach to use and redeem all things for his purposes. You will find comfort in relating to Rahab, the biblical harlot, and to Autumn's own raw story of surviving domestic abuse, and will be encouraged to know you are not alone in a life disrupted by bad choices, nor are you meant to stay there. You can move forward from your past and have an abundant future. To find out how you can get your copy of I Am Rahab, go to AutumnMiles.com and click on the books tab. That's AutumnMiles.com.
0: And now back to the Autumn Miles show. Here's your host, Autumn
1: Miles. Okay, guys, we are back with Q&A and you guys really were kind of hard on me. (laughs) I've got to be honest. I'm feeling very, I don't take these questions lightly. When you uh, write them in, it's not like, oh, that's an easy one. Like none, nothing you guys send is really that <laughs> easy to do or just, you know, whatever. I have an understanding of the scripture, but it is very, very important that you don't hear me saying this. You, you know where scripture you can go and you can, you can find answers. Now, some of them are, you know, I can't just answer. However, I want to make sure that you guys know that I've prayed through these this morning and um, really asked the Lord to give me supernatural strength. So on that note, we have several of them coming at us. Cassie is going to kind of lead us through the questions. So I'm going to welcome Cassie Mayer to the show. You know her, you love her. She's around all the time. Hi, Cass. How you doing? Hello.
3: I love coming on for the Q&As. I love it when you
1: do as well.
3: I, I bring all the burning questions that everybody has been dying to ask. So I feel like I am the little messenger, you know,
1: you are the little messenger. Let's just call you that the
3: little messenger that could, you know, that's what I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cassie read me through these questions this morning. She's like, you know, there are a lot of softballs, And I was like, what are you talking? And then we laughed out loud because it was a joke. joke.
3: Joke. Sometimes
1: you don't know if Cassie is joking or not. You have to know her to know whether she's joking or not.
3: And that's what makes it funny because people are like, is she really, is she really joking? It's like, I don't know. It's up to you.
2: It's up think, to you.
1: I think a couple of years ago, I was like, "She, you said something. And if you weren't joking, it would have been kind of mean. And I was like, you're joking, right? And she, you were like, yes. Oh, so no, then- that's not good. <laughs> Remember when I started asking you, I can't tell if you're joking or not. Are you joking? And you're like, yes, I'm joking. I'm like, oh, I I do remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a mystery to you, Cassie.
3: Hopefully that's a good thing. Hopefully that's a good thing. It's a
1: great thing. I love it. You
3: know, we just never know. It's like, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see.
1: Okay. What you got? Questions.
3: Okay. Well, first of all, I've got some great questions that people have been dying to know uh i we were in a conversation the other day and it occurred to me that not everybody likes the same desserts and i need to know and the people are dying to know autumn are you more of a (laughs) they're dying to know
1: i'm sure they are
3: (laughs) (laughs) dying (laughs) are you more of a fruit
1: person or a chocolate person I don't like fruit period. I don't like <laughs> fruit at all. I don't like people are going to be like, oh, they're going to clutch their pearls. Oh, I all of
3: the, all of the health people out there just <laughs> gasped okay. in unison.
1: I don't like fruit. Uh, listen, let me, let me list the fruits I'll eat. I I'll eat apples. I, that's really all I like. I don't. Apples count. Apples count. Isn't that this oh I like oranges? I like all citrus. I do like citrus. I like orange, I like lemon, and I like lime. And I eat a lot of lemon. Okay. So those are fruits.
3: But like if you were to choose, like if you're given like the best piece of apple pie or like an okay piece of chocolate cake, which would you rather?
1: I do not like floppy fruit. I think is gross. <laughs> <laughs> what what fruit? those mushy. I don't get it. Like, why would you eat a floppy peach or like a mushy peach? That's gross to me. That's the quote we're
3: going to use. (laughs) That's going to go out.
1: Floppy. I don't
3: like floppy. fruit. I
1: hate it. I think it's disgusting. And then people are like, oh, it's so delicious with cinnamon. I'm like, "Ew, that makes it grosser. I'm just listen, more power to you if you like your floppy fruit. Me personally, I'm not I just don't like it. So I honestly, I would skip both of them and eat chips. I'm much more of like a salt person than I am like a sweet person. I do like, um, I do like blizzards from Dairy Queen, but I would, I like, I would like salty stuff rather than sweet stuff. Right. I like chocolate chip cookies. Okay. I like cheesecake. With no fruit. <laughs> With no fruit. Okay. You
3: yeah. heard it here first. Podcast listeners, we don't like floppy fruit.
2: I don't like floppy <laughs> fruit.
1: And I've never liked out. it. And my mom used to make me eat it. And I was like, this is gross. But everyone else loves it. So they're like, you're weird. And then I realized as I get old, I am weird. I should be liking fruit. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like it. I don't know why. I like, I like vegetables. I eat salads like it's my job. I just don't like fruit.
3: Well, that, you know, I think that's a healthy balance. No floppy fruit, salads, and chips. That works. (laughs) That's a well-rounded balance.
1: Yeah. And sunflower seeds. I eat a lot of sunflower seeds. I eat a lot of sunflower seeds. I love them.
3: Okay. Okay. Here's here's another either or. Well, this isn't an either or, but this is one. If you could get rid of any household chore,
1: what would you get rid of? Just one. One? That's not fair. Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't like that I said that's not fair. I get on my kids all the time when they say that. Um, One, what do I hate to do the most? What do I, I hate all of them, (laughs) (laughs) but I like clean. I do like cleanliness. It grosses me out when things aren't clean. Um, So I do them, but I would say definitely probably laundry because it's just, the laundry in our house, as you know, Cassandra, is never ending. You, you come to the end of the tunnel of the laundry bins with six people and not 25 seconds later, something else is dirty. So it's like the nightmare that you never wake up from. It is forever, forever and ever. It's like eternity. It's your
3: right. life. <laughs> Laundry's become your life.
1: Yeah. So I would say laundry. I hate laundry because it's so time consuming and it literally can, you know, take up your whole life. So there you go. Okay. Laundry. Do you ever
3: have that like pet peeve though, when someone loads the dishwasher wrong and you just want to like burn
1: it to the ground? Yes. I hate dishwashers too. Moses um, load the, loaded the dishwasher the other day and he had like all the... Sp- so the knives like sticking straight up with the fork. <laughs> and I was like, this is how you do this. It's like the most precarious way to do it. But we're teaching him. And so he's like, oh, sorry, mommy. And he like, you know, put him, we, we like figured it all out. But yeah. Yeah. I don't like that either turn seven and it's time to load the
3: dishwasher you're
1: gonna teach them young hey our our kids have chores like that is a thing like these kids that don't have i don't understand that life like i was like mowing the lawn when i was two (laughs) so so, we waited no longer no we i I, there's pictures Uh, my parents were hardcore we are easy compared to my parents but my kids have chores like legit wow
3: I love it. I love it. Well, those are the big, those are, that's it. That's our show. Those are the okay. two questions that everyone wanted. Day. Thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I feel like we get, you know, as you know, Autumn, we've said before, we get so many questions in our direct messages and our emails in our comments on a daily wow. basis. And, um, people, uh, just need to know. They just need wisdom. They need insight. And so I have a whole slew of questions here for you. Let's do it. Lord, help us. Lord help us. Okay, so we've got one. This comes from Instagram. She asks, "How do you handle weariness and doubt in the waiting?"
1: So I love this question. How do you handle weariness and doubt in the waiting? Galatians six nine. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to it in the scripture. If you are waiting and you feel like, oh my goodness, I am weary. I doubt. Did God even say? Is God even there? Um, this is going to be for you. Let me, let me find Galatians first. My Bible is totally falling apart. So it takes me a little longer to get there. Galatians 6, 9 says this, if you are waiting, let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time, we will reap if we do not lose heart. Okay. So, As you are waiting, as you are getting weary, as you are waiting for a promise of God, um, don't lose heart because you will reap if you do not lose heart. What does the enemy want you to do? Um, He wants you to lose heart. He wants you to give up your faith. He wants you to say, I must not have heard from God. Here I am doing good. I'm waiting. I must not have heard from God. I'm out. I'm going to go try to make this thing happen on my own way and in my own terms. That's where people fall. I don't want to wait for a godly man to marry. So I'm just going to marry Mr. Right now and not Mr. Right that God has set aside for me. That gets people in a lot of trouble. Guess what? That happened to me and it did not turn out well. The Bible says, don't get weary in well-doing. While you wait, you will be weary. While you wait, the, it, it's perfect time for the enemy to come in and to um, discourage you with little, little things like, has God forgotten about you? Um, you know, what are you waiting for? You could do this on your own. Why don't you try this? No, you need to stand fast in the promise that God has given. You and if you doubt, when you doubt, you need to take it to the Lord and find what I have talked about so many times scriptural confirmation to stand on, which is this Lord, I am struggling. It's hard for me to believe that you're going to come through. Use your word to give me a foundation of faith to stand on. I need something I can sink my teeth into. Okay stand on that, um, draw strength from that, and then continue to wait. Uh, The Bible says uh, while we wait in Isaiah 41, we will gain new strength. So what you don't understand, Alicia, is while you are uh, waiting, you are actually gaining something. You are gaining a new strength that you did not have before, okay? Um, So trust that God is doing what he says he will do in scripture in your life, and continue to wait until you see the promise.
3: That's a great one. I love that passage in Galatians. Um, I've got one here. Is it bad for me to go to church without my husband? It seems like a battle to get he and I both to church because he likes to stay home and it's his day off. It's easier for me to just go alone, but is it wrong for me to go without him?
1: So I think this might be a question that a lot of people have, especially right now with the online church and all of that. Like, do we go to church? Do we not? What if I like to go to church? What if he doesn't? Um, I am going to tell you, it, it doesn't say in scripture, thou shalt go with your spouse to church every week. Okay. So there's not like a text that I can refer you back to. However, um, I don't think it's super healthy. Okay. Let's just be honest. Um, you probably should be going with your husband. And if you're going and he's not going, there is an alignment problem with a priority. Okay. I would suggest You guys sitting down and having a conversation and you saying, Sarah, why it's important that he goes with you. Okay. And you hearing him as well, it's his day off or whatever. In your question, you said, um, it seems like a battle to get he and I both to go to church because he likes to stay home. It is a battle. If it seems like a battle, it is a battle. You're right. It's a battle. I have four children. And let me tell you, it would be so much easier for me to not go to church. Let me tell you, getting everybody up and everybody out. And a lot of times we go to the nine o'clock service. However, I know the Bible says, do not forsake the assemblings of yourself together. I know that's not a suggestion. Don't forsake it. Don't stop it. We need each other. We need the church. We need to be encouraged together in the Lord. It is a battle. The enemy does not want either one of you guys to go to church, not just him. He doesn't want you to go to church either. So there will be a battle. But you knowing it's going to be a battle and sort of having a conversation before you even go and talking about this is probably going to be hard, but let's try it, um, is an understanding that maybe you you just need to have. It is going to be a battle, but we can fight through that. Another thing is you can't make anyone do anything. Um, That's why I started off with communication. I can't make my husband do anything. He is a grown man. You cannot make him. You can have a conversation with him like I talked about in the beginning of my answer. Have a conversation and then ask the Lord to speak to his heart if this is something that you truly desire. Um, and let the Lord, the Holy Spirit do the work rather than you fighting him tooth and nail to get him to go to church. I get it, you guys. Sunday is my day off from work as well. It's my day off. I get it. And I'd never get a day off. <laughs> It's hard for me to get up. And a lot of times I'll look at like people that don't have kids or whatever. And I'll think, wow, their life is so easy, (laughs) but I do it because of the benefit that seeing other believers come together and worship the Lord does. So it is going to be a battle, have a conversation and know that you can't change him, but the Holy spirit can. Yeah.
3: Um, I've got another one here from, um, when God gives you a word or a promise that you don't understand, how do you go about finding the meaning of it?
1: Okay. My team tried to catch me up with some context on why this question was being asked. I'm coming from a perspective that I don't know the backstory and, It's not easy for me just to make a kind of a blanket statement on when I don't know the context. So they caught me up a little bit, but these are some thoughts that I would have for you as you believe you have heard from the Lord. I would check number one, when the Lord speaks to me specifically, when he spoke to people in scripture, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, when he said something most of the time there was context given to what he said. It was not something that they totally didn't understand, okay? There was context given. He talked to Ezekiel and he said you're going to go, you're going to speak to the house of Israel whether they listen or not. This is what you're going to tell them, okay? Um when the Lord speaks to you, sometimes there most of the time there is an understanding of what he is saying. You might not know precisely what he's saying, but you do have an understanding of sort of what it is in relation to. If, for instance, he's saying you're going to get married, if he gives you a promise from his word, you know it relates to that. So for you to have something that you have no idea what it understand, what, what it means, you can't find out the meaning to something that you don't know what it means. You have got to ask the spirit of God to interpret what he has said to you and move forward from uh, that angle. You worrying about trying to interpret something the depths of God said to you is going to make you exhausted. You're not going to be able to do it. Um, I would seek God for the answer to that. OK, and that's exactly what we see in Scripture. When someone had a question, when they didn't understand, when they were fearful, they sought God to clarify what he was saying. God has told me some really weird things, really weird things. And um, just for the sake of time, I won't go into a ton of examples, but he has told me weird things that I didn't understand. Like, for instance, in 2020, our word was multiply for the ministry and for me personally, I thought it meant something totally different than a pandemic was going to break out and multiply all over the earth. I did not see that coming. Okay. The Lord had to define that for me. So if you're confused, I would 100% seek the Lord for the interpretation of that thing. um, and wait until he reveals what that, what that means.
3: Um, this is a big one. I feel like this one is one that a lot of our listeners might be feeling. so I don't feel conviction anymore towards my sin and I don't feel like I can hear God. Repentance doesn't feel genuine. I believe his spirit has left me. How do I find hope out of this?
1: This is a really loaded question. <laughs> I'm going, there's so many verses I could go to. I'm going to streamline this for you to make it palatable for you. First of all, you said, I believe his spirit has left me. And to me, that's the origin of your whole question. When you assume or you have swallowed the lie, let's just put it that because the Bible says very clearly, I will never leave you or forsake you. That was Jesus' last words on earth. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So we know that his spirit, once we're believers, does not leave us. That is what he tells us is truth if that is what you feel like, he might be silent, but he is not gone. Um, he might not be speaking at this moment to you, but he is not gone. Okay. So let's just set that as the foundation for the rest of my answer. I think a lot of people are believing that the Lord has left them or whatever, especially right now. And that's just not the case. Okay. If you look at the nation of Israel, Um, God was silent for 400 years, 400 years. He did not speak until Jesus came and was born from Mary. So there is a 400 year lapse. Was he gone? No, he was very much there, present, knew what was going on, but he didn't um, speak until Jesus came. So I want to just say that if you believe the Lord has forsaken you, then, then naturally You are also going to believe that your repentance is falling on deaf ears, um, that you're not convicted of sin. And actually, your answer brought me to King David um, when he had an affair with Bathsheba um, on on the roof. And then, you know, her husband was killed. He had her husband killed. Um, He was not convicted of that at all. Actually, the prophet Nathan had to come and confront him. So. It is in scripture. People sometimes have to come and say, why are you doing this? When when Nathan came and confronted King David, his eyes were open to the fact that, oh, wow, I really did mess up in this area. Um, maybe, maybe the answer to this question um will there will be something illuminated to you about that. But I think your problem is not believing that Jesus is with you because when there is an awareness that Jesus, the Spirit of God, is with you. The Trinity is with you. When there is an awareness of that, then repentance makes sense. Then repent you do feel uh, convicted of the things that you do wrong. I'll tell you just from my own personal um, story, I grew up in the church and I had gotten to a point where I thought that God had left me as well. And then he came in, he was silent for a long time. He came in and he spoke and it radically changed my life. I would ask the Lord himself, the spirit to intervene in your life. That's what I would do. It's as simple as that. I could take you to 700 scriptures, but I believe that is the origin of your questioning. And that's the origin of the fact that you believe, if you are a believer, that you believe that you don't feel conviction from sin anymore. And you don't think that your repentance is um, actually working. Um, Thank you for your question. I feel like a lot of people probably feel that now. Okay,
3: Autumn, so we have time for one more question, and we'll close with this. What do you do when you've been asking God for direction and he stays silent?
1: Okay, I love this question, and I wanted to answer this as the last one because so many people have this question. It's We get asked it, like, all the time, okay? What do you do when you've been asking God for direction and he stays silent? Well, you don't act impulsively, let me tell you that. God chose to stay silent for 400 years for the nation of Israel before he sent Jesus. And then, you know, Jesus <laughs> came and, and did his ministry. Um, there is, was a waiting period given to the disciples after Jesus died. They waited for three agonizing days before he resurrected and he came and, um, you know, came back to life. Um, I think very clearly that everyone needs to, hear. there's a waiting period for the nation of Israel. I mean, once they, an 11 day journey turned into 40 years, um, and they had to wait to go into the promised land because of their own disobedience. So, so waiting periods are in the scripture. Okay. They're in the scripture. I have had to wait. I had to wait 10 years to start the ministry. I had to wait 18 years to adopt Um, their waiting periods are in scripture. We don't ask and, and immediately get it. So what you need to think, I think that will encourage you is that God has written waiting periods into his plan for your life. Your job is to wait until he speaks and then move. My husband and I have been in the process have a big transition in our life since 2018. It's 2022. And in the last year, we've gotten a lot of clarity from that. But we could have gone out on our own and done what we wanted to do. But I am too old and I am too committed to the Lord to just do things on my own. I don't want that. I want an abundant life. I don't want a life that Autumn wants. I want the life that God set aside for me and for my family. So I would say very specifically, um, continue to wait. Ask God to encourage your heart during the wait. Um, and and he will do that uh, based on his word. Also, um, I would listen intently for when he speaks because what I've learned in my own life is when he speaks, he's ready for you to act, okay? This waiting period draws us in. It draws our ears in. We become more focused on hearing from God. We're dependent on hearing from God. We're almost desperate to hear from God in our specific situation. So I would say be expectant, and when he speaks, be ready to act, okay? Okay, we're gonna throw it to a break, and then after the break, I'll be back with some final words.
0: We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this.
2: Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at AutumnMiles.com or anywhere books are sold.
0: Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles.
1: Okay, guys, we are back from break. That was really heady and meaty and like, I hope it all made sense to you guys, but they are, it's funny, we get so many questions, but a lot of them are along the same lines as each other. Everyone kind of has the same question. There are a lot of times they're very unified, maybe different situation, but we're asking the same thing. Um, So thank you so much for your question. Uh, If we were able to answer it today, if we did not get to it, we will uh, be answering the remainder of the questions that we chose in a later episode. Uh, But know that you can keep asking them If you have a follow-up question to my answer, email it to us at hello at automaz.com or any of our social media sites. And um, we'd be happy to look over those and to respond to you. I love you guys so much. Let me pray over you. Lord, we love you. And God, we praise you for your word. We praise you. We praise you for things that you say that are so encouraging to us, even though they're hard to believe, they're hard to understand, they're hard to see as truth at times. And God, I just pray that you would open the eyes of everyone that is searching for a deeper relationship with you, for a deeper understanding of you. I pray for every single one of these uh, that ask these specific questions today. I pray that you would open their eyes and that they would be deeply encouraged by your spirit today. Um, Lord, we love you. We trust you. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our direction. We trust you with our husbands and and our kids and our families and our um, wives. Um, For those that have men that may be listening, God, we treasure you. We treasure your counsel in our life. And um, Lord, I just ask for you to bless everyone that is listening today. And God, continue to bless this podcast in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I'll see you guys next time right back here on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks
0: for listening to this edition of The Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of The Autumn Miles Show.